The Fred Minnick Show is brought to you by the San Francisco World Spirits Competition. Visit sfspiritscomp.com for more information on our double gold and best in show winners. That's sfspiritscomp.com. By Michter's American Whiskies. By Beeline. Visit findyoursippingpoint.com. And by 291 Colorado Whiskey. Hey, welcome back to the Fred Minnick Show. I'm Fred, and we've got a great podcast coming up with the Green Sky Bluegrass. But first, I got to tell you that this show, the Fred Minnick Show, is sponsored and brought to you by the Beeline, a Northern Kentucky bourbon experience, a mashup of five Kentucky bourbon trail craft distilleries, six unique bourbon bars, and five bourbon-focused restaurants across from Cincinnati in the edge of bourbon country. Learn more at findyoursippingpoint.com. That's findyoursippingpoint.com. And hey, coming up, I'm going to have a meet and greet in the Cincinnati, northern Kentucky area. Probably going to drink a little good bourbon and eat some fine foods in that area. So make sure you're following us on my Instagram handle, at Fred Minnick and go to findyoursippingpoint.com for more information. It's going to be a good time. So this week we talked to the Green Green, green Sky Bluegrass, uh, specifically uh, Paul Hoffman and uh, Anders Beck. And this interview gets, honestly, um, this was before they were about to go on stage at Bourbon and Beyond. And I remember thinking to myself, Holy shit, I hope I don't get these guys drunk before they get on stage. Because, I mean, seriously, and if, if they go up there and they're and they're blitzed or something and they don't perform, I mean, who are they going to blame? They're going to blame the whiskey guy. And that's happened to me before. I've had musicians who found me the next day and yelled at me because uh, after they left my tasting area, they went and got uh, a little schnockered. And then sometimes they've gone sober like a week or two later. So I try not to be a bad influence. I really don't because I do promote, you know, responsible consumption. Uh, but what happens after they leave my tasting area, is that really my fault? I mean, I don't feel like it is. So I got a lot of great uh, commentary from people about last week's episode. Uh People loved, loved Trent Harmon. I just want to go ahead and read you some of those comments here. Because Trent, I mean, what a great guy. He won American Idol. He won one of the greatest, most important primetime shows of a generation. It was like I was just talking to a normal guy. But uh, so let me give you some of that reader, reader feed or listener feedback. Take a listen. Karen uh, Verwood writes, so good to see this. Trent has so much talent and killer vocals. She watched that on um, my YouTube, uh, or I'm sorry, my Facebook. Jake Myers writes, great show. This has been my favorite so far. And that was a sentiment of a lot of people. A lot of people thought the Trent show was uh, their, their favorite. Misty Caldwell writes, a big fan of Trent Harmon and like his music. He has great vocals. And to be a singer, too, he is a nice guy to meet or talk to. So, obviously, Misty gets it. She understands Trent. He is an amazing dude. And I think that one of the reasons why that episode resonated with a lot of people was really because it was longer. 
and you got to get to know the person a little bit more. Now, the first half of these, most of these interviews were done uh, on location of music festivals, a lot of moving parts. But as I am able to get more out into the market and more into places where the musicians are, I've got a little bit more time because they're not, they're not, they're not crunched for time to, to go on stage. So my hope is to eventually get most of these episodes to 45 minutes to an hour and uh, but, you know, when at the very least, my, my goal is to always keep them at least 25, 30 minutes. And uh, most of these interviews are 10 to 15 minutes long, kind of sandwiched in between me talking. And Trent, to me, that episode was, you know, I was on that while we were tasting, kind of going back and forth. It, it really felt magical, like like this guy understood how to taste what was involved with it, and it was almost like a song. And Trent's a really big songwriter, so that was that was really special for me. And if you haven't listened to it yet, go back and take a listen to that Trent Harmon episode. Now, this week's episode, I mean, Green Sky Bluegrass, they've been crushing it. If you ask me, they're revolutionizing bluegrass music. Now, that, actually, that's not just my, my take on it. NPR has said similar things. Rolling Stones has said something similar. So this is a this is a band that, uh, to me, kind of breaks that stereotype. It gets you away from thinking that this is bluegrass and you're on your front porch picking and barefooted, which I, it, that's not a good stereotype to have a bluegrass, but people have it. And these guys kind of cut right through it, and you're just listening to the music thinking, wow, this is awesome. These guys are great. And so they're from Michigan and obviously carrying a sound unlike anybody else right now. So I'm excited for you to hear this interview. But bluegrass is something that I've always loved. Like to me, I'd, I'd listen to um, Bill Monroe as a kid. And one of my one of my great moments, someone once asked me, like, have you ever really fanboyed out with the people you know, when you get around these musicians and, and that has happened to me before. It doesn't happen very often. And it, this happened, the, the question came on uh, Twitter and I said, yes, it happened when I met disturbed. And there was one other person that I really fanboyed out with. And that was, uh, Del McCory. Del McCory was, is this legendary, um, uh, bluegrass musician. And he actually played with Bill Monroe and Bill Monroe is kind of the godfather of bluegrass music. And he is, he inspired my, my trivia question for this week. Um, Bill was someone who didn't, wasn't really, I couldn't find a lot of records of him drinking. I did find one record of him saying that he tasted bourbon and he loved it, but it reminded him of like, you know, some some abuse of it, so he stopped drinking right then and there, but I couldn't find much else on it. However, the actor who played Bill Monroe in, in the biopic, Ed Helms. Now, you probably recall Ed from from The uh, the Office, the famous uh, TV series, The Office, and Ed Ed was the, the singer, and he's, he's broken out. He was in, um, oh, God, what was the name of that movie? It's killing me. It was like the most famous, uh, The Hangover. The Hangover. I mean, I don't understand how I couldn't. That, that wasn't just at the top of my head or in my notes even. But The Hangover. He was the he was the dentist in the in The Hangover. But he's a he's actually a really good singer, and he played Bill Monroe, and he did drink 
a lot of whiskey when he was with his uh, with his band in college called the Lonesome Trio. So the trivia question is, what did they drink back in the day? So the answer to that is coming up after the interview. But a first, a word from our sponsors, whom I thank very much. At Michter's Distillery, our passion is making the finest bourbon, rye, and American whiskey possible. When you only produce very small batch and single barrel whiskey as we do, each and every barrel has to be perfect. No detail is too small for our production team. From careful attention to the 18-month or more air-dried wood used in the construction of our barrels, to entering our distillate into the barrel at the costlier or lower barrel entry proof of 103 so that it's smoother, to heat cycling our barrel houses, to our signature filtration protocol, we spare no expense in pursuing our goal of making the greatest American whiskey. And no Michter's gets bottled until our master distiller Dan McKee and our master of maturation Andrea Wilson say it's just right. Michter's Fort Nelson Distillery in downtown Louisville, Kentucky is open for tours and tastings. Book your visit on our website and stop by the bar at Fort Nelson for a world-class cocktail. For more information, follow us on social media at Michter's Whiskey, go to michters.com, or visit your favorite bartender. Michter's Distillery. It's all about the whiskey. Imagine this, an experience centered around five Kentucky Bourbon Trail craft tour distilleries in northern Kentucky, the gateway to Kentucky bourbon. Add five amazing bourbon-centric bars and five delicious bourbon-focused restaurants, cultivating the freshest takes in culinary delights, and you are on the beeline. Start your trip today at findyoursippingpoint.com. Two ninety one Colorado Whiskey aims to create a one of a kind, bold, and beautiful Colorado whiskey. Rugged, refined, rebellious. Distillery two ninety one is an award winning small batch whiskey distillery located in Colorado Springs, Colorado, nestled in the shadow of Pikes Peak. Owner and founding distiller Michael Myers grew up on family farms in Georgia and Tennessee, across a countryside defined by rolling hills, horses, and whiskey. He set out to create a flagship whiskey that evoked the Wild West. A cowboy walking into a bar saying, give me a whiskey, and the bartender slamming down a bottle, a bottle of 291 Colorado whiskey. Find a bottle near you at 291coloradowhiskey.com. Write it like you stole it, drink it like you own it, live fast, drink responsibly. How could the top feel so empty? Welcome back to the Fred Minnick Show. I'm Fred Minnick. Uh, it's brought to you by the San Francisco World Spirits Competition. And I think somebody needs a whiskey. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Jeez, I sure do. My goodness. I thought it was water, but we're here, so you I know exactly I'm, what I need. I'm, um, I'm not a doctor, but they did use to prescribe whiskey. For people with coughs. I feel sick. Yeah? <laughs> I have something for you. So I'm, I'm here with, with Green Sky, a great uh, uh, bluegrass band. You guys rocked it today. Or are you going to rocking it soon? We are yet to rock. You're yet to rock. But if, this thought, isn't, but if this isn't live, we can pretend like we already rocked because we're going to. <laughs> <laughs> you, you rock all the time. When are you on the stage? Uh, Soonish. Five. Five twenty. Five twenty. All right, so I can't get you too liquored up. 
But uh, now we'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> we practice. We're good. Yeah. So what, you guys, do you guys drink on the road a lot? <laughs> do you drink whiskey on the road a lot? No. <laughs> Gosh, man. Of course not. No, no. Uh, yes. Yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> but you're, you know, um, you walked in and you said, you wrote that book? Yeah, I have that book. And then, and I'm like, yeah, it's, I did. So it's pretty cool. It's, it's, uh, I, I, I love it when someone comes to the set and they're already a whiskey fan and I don't, and I'm not trying to convince them to leave vodka or beer or some kind of other, mm. some other kind of bad. We, we haven't met a lot of liquor we don't like. We're real nice when it comes to like, you know, okay. o- open arms for all types and colors nice. of liquor. Nice. Only people too. People also. Yes. <laughs> I mean, everybody. Just saying. Um, we, we, primarily, it's, uh, it's bourbon and tequila for us. Both. Um, Sometimes all at once. Yes. Yeah, I mean, not not like the dub double. <laughs> I would. All right, so. <laughs> so we're, we're, we, I've got some experienced bourbon drinkers here. Tell me what you like. Bourbon. Any, uh, any, just any brand? Um, Is there, you have a favorite brand or you have a favorite flavor profile? Um, I like rye whiskeys a lot because they're drier. All right. A little less. Pour, pour yourself drink, a little bit of that a lot right of there. Rye. You drink a lot Kentucky of Kentucky Owl. Yeah. Pour a little bit of that right there. I got a buddy who shares his pappy and with then me every now and then. Throw me that the the wilderness trail. Don't don't pour it for him. What? What about me? We're getting. A, I'm gonna pour that for you. So this is uh, this is a new brand to the market. This is because uh, you you said bourbon. You just yeah, said straight. Yeah, I'm also I'm also a rye guy. So um, he's gonna do the rye. This is a new. Uh, this I'm, is a new bourbon to the market. I'm interested. In, I'm interested in unique experiences in yeah. general. This says batch number 01 on it. Yeah, that's the first uh, first rye. Uh, I actually scored that pretty highly when uh, when that came out. I'm gonna have to it, try that also. It, it's quite tasty. Yeah, you. We're, we're gonna share. It's gonna be like a commun- uh, communal table where we're we're just gonna Excellent. like share. So I want to get your thoughts here. Taste taste the uh, taste the wilderness trail. Let's see what I want to drink. Give me the rum right there in the front, the red one. Yes. Mmm. That's really smooth. That is a. See, I get nervous. I get nervous like when I'm when I'm talking to people that really experienced wine drinkers, and I'm talking to them about wine. I'm always concerned that I'm going to say it. You know, (laughs) I say what I think. I could be totally wrong in there. You know. Anyway. Yeah, fuck those guys. All right, cool. You know, here's the thing. I was talking like, about you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Fuck, fuck me. You know? I mean, it, it, seriously, if, if, if I ever, like, uh, I get this a lot. People are like, they don't want to, you know, they're afraid to give me their tasting notes or whatever. I'm like, I don't have your palate. You taste what you taste. I taste what I taste. That's sure. the thing. It's like, you know, although they, they have created an artificial tongue, that uh, really? that can uh, spot whiskey and give spot fake whiskey. Wow! And I'm like, I don't know if that's what where the market's going to go with this artificial. Tongue. That's what I was going to say. If they're making artificial tongues, I'm saying they're not really necessarily going to use them. I don't think whiskey is their market, but you know, <laughs> just saying. What are you, what are you guys saying? Yeah, what, what's your what's your <laughs> what thought? Is, what's, what do you think the tongue would be used for? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what would it taste? Uh, it would taste. I believe Tom Robbins called it a peach fish. Yes. <laughs> oh. All right, so you like you like this uh, this Wilderness Trail bourbon. Mm-hmm. It's 
good. Well, it tastes strong. Did you taste that too? Mm-hmm, I did. All right, let's do the rye. I saw it was high proof right away. Really? Did yeah. you taste the rye? I did not taste the rye yet. Ooh, I like that. A little caramely. Now. Real caramely. That doesn't taste like any rye I've ever had. It's a little yeah. sweeter than a normal rye, yeah. almost. If you're okay with drinking after me, yeah. taste that. I'm not scared. Because you're, you're, what you're about to taste is neither bourbon nor rye. I like that. That is that is uh, Richland rum. So that is a, a is a rum made out wow. of Georgia in the same fashion that they would make bourbon. So they put it in a new charred oak barrel. Wow. So tell me, what was your first drink? You've tricked us. <laughs> um, uh, that was it. My first, that was my yeah. first drink. Today? Today. <laughs> uh, my first drink? Yeah, first drink uh, ever. First drink was... Um, well, first thing I really... I couldn't tell you the real thing, but the, the, the first... I remember that I would steal um, from my, my parents' liquor cabinet, do that thing where you, where you take some, and you pour a little bit. I didn't know that uh, bourbon and gin and everything and vodka don't go together, so I'd pour, take a little bit of each of these things and pour them into a bottle. So, because, so that way they couldn't tell that I had taken any, you know, just a little bit from each wouldn't show as something got stolen. So I'd make these essentially Long Island iced teas that were the worst thing you could ever have in your life, made of like, I, you know, I knew, I knew nothing, and it, boy, was it gross. Um, you would have think it would have, you would have thought it would turn me off of drinking, but it didn't. Well, so it made you strong, like a yeah. dedi- <laughs> it made you dedicated. There was like a dedication to the craft there. Like when you it taste it, and you're like, man, this is terrible, but I can do it. Get like willpower. Oh, this is so bad. I'll do it. Yeah. I'll do it. Yeah, I knew there was a reason why people were drinking. I used to do a similar thing. I think my first drink was vodka with a kid that was like two years younger than me. And you don't drink vodka anymore. It's mm, awesome. A little bit, occasionally in like a fruity cocktail or something. So I, but set, I set him up here to like hate on vodka. I mean, I hate yeah. vodka. Vodka's yeah. the devil. It's boring. I don't I like feel it. like it's the last stand. It's it just is. pure alcohol, no flavor. That's it. It's no flavor. But then I started stealing Sambuca from my parents' liquor cabinet because mm. it was clear. And I thought that was like, I'm like, it's clear. It must be the same thing. But mm. it's not. And mixed it with like OJ and soda and stuff. It was gross. Well, I got the sign that I gotta wrap this fucking thing up. Question for you, real quick: what What is your favorite? What is your favorite bourbon in this room? While we're here, uh, that's I, you, in, I mean, favorite's a big word, but at this very in moment, this room. Um, I'd have to go by like my rating system. Sure. And I. I hope it's that clear bottle with the typed label. <laughs> the little there's, tiny one. There's, there's some more in the other room that sure. I think I, I rated higher. Hand me the Booker's box. Oh, I've had this one. It's, it's not. I've not, got, it's not Booker's. <laughs> no, the box. I mean, I've got a I'm, bunch I'm, of. I don't, mean to, throw you, I don't yeah. mean to throw you on, on the spot here, but oh, let's let's see let's see what makes you happy. That never happens. What makes me happy? I don't know what makes me happy. Yeah, good luck out there, man. Yeah. <laughs> And the follow-up to the question is, may I try some of it? There we go. That's it. That's my favorite bourbon in this room. I love that it's in a small bottle with a white label. Oh, I've had this before. Well, it's a it's a press sample. So like, like you all send. uh, Yeah, yeah. So like you all send press samples or press to the to your uh, to music music critics. I get sent uh, whiskey samples. Wow, I'm in the wrong business. We can just share that one too. Yeah, boy. I'll have a little bit. 
We have a 16-hour drive in our bus That's tonight. Good. We have a 16-hour drive in the bus tonight. So this is a good start. Do you have a 16-hour drive in the bus tonight? Mm-hmm. That's a long fucking drive. We have a 16-hour drive. <laughs> it is. It's a long drive. So whiskey shall help. help. Cheers That's, to that. That's the name of a song, actually. Yeah. Cheers. Well, thanks for joining the thanks com- so much. coming on the Fred Minnick Show. And uh, I hope to I can break away and go watch you guys play hope so too, at Bourbon and Beyond. Thanks. Cheers. Thanks so Cheers. much for having us. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Oh, man. I, I hope you all enjoyed that. And you need to go to my YouTube or Facebook and see this interview in person like to see the actual physical interview because i've got it recorded on video as well because they to see their their facial reactions toward one another when when i brought up the artificial tongue uh paul just kind of looks over at anders and i gotta tell you it was it (laughs) it was just like being in a fraternity you know you could just tell that that he was wanting to like go full bore right here and uh and, and have some some fun at his friend's expense but it was a very it was a very good interview and their music is off the charts so make sure you're downloading that they do have a new record out so make sure you're subscribing to their stuff as well okay so the answer to my trivia questions question was what did the Lonesome Trio drink? And that was the band of Ed Helms who played the father of bluegrass, Bill Monroe. So what did they drink? And basically, this is a quote straight from him. They basically drank uh, wild turkey and old overhaul. He says it was the bottom of the barrel stuff, which I find um, ironic because he says Bullet Rye is his favorite now, which you know a lot of times people don't understand you know, the quality of a whiskey. They just see it on a shelf. It's at a certain price. And Ed, unfortunately, fell, fell to that. Give me old overhaul, give me old overhaul old, all day from, uh, from the 90s and early 2000s. And give me wild turkey all day from the 1980s. I would, I would drink 1980s and 1970s wild turkey over just about everything that's on the market right now. That stuff is amazing. Uh, so that will uh, do it for this week's episode. Make sure you're following me on the Twitter, the Instagram, the Facebook, the YouTubes, and oh, coming soon, TikTok. I'm going to get on TikTok. My wife convinced me of it. My good friend Kenny Coleman over at uh, Bourbon Pursuit, which make sure you listen to that as well. He, he's convinced me like TikTok is the future, and I'm just a sucker for all this stuff. So... There's a new thing that's out, and it's the it. I'm probably going to go do it. So you'll catch me on TikTok uh, eventually. I'm putting it off for as long as I can, but I'm eventually going to get on TikTok. But you can find my stuff. Just search for my name, Fred Minnick, and make sure you're subscribing to my magazine, Bourbon Plus, and make sure you're checking out the new Amazon Prime. Or actually, the Amazon Prime shows, the new one's not out yet, but it's coming soon, and you can catch up on last season. Just search for Bourbon Up. But that'll do it for this week. Um, Next week, eh, we're going to have someone in the country music genre. Yeah, singer-songwriter. So that'll do it, and I'll see you later. Until next week, cheers. You've been listening to The Fred Minnick Show, brought to you by the San Francisco World Spirits Competition at sfspirits.com. 
by Michter's American Whiskies, by Beeline, visit findyoursippingpoint.com, and by 291 Colorado Whiskey. For more information about this podcast, spirits, and more, go to fredminnick.com. Hey,